Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the New Hollywood Podcast. At Deadline, my name is Dina Ray Ramos, and I'm here with my co-host. Amanda Nduka. So today's guest is Phoebe Robinson. She is... She's she has a, one half. She's one half of Two Dope Queens. Two Dope Queens is a podcast which is being, which is adapted into a HBO special that's airing on February 2nd. Um, Phoebe Robinson has been seen on um, Amazon's I Love Dick. She has a movie coming out in, I guess, I think next year called Ibiza. Um, she's up and coming. Yeah, and she's she was a female, female, woman of color, comedian. Yes. Blazing a trail. So she talks about how her experience in the stand-up world as a woman and a person of color, how that translates into Hollywood and film and TV. And yeah, she has just a bunch of good insight into that world and in this moment of time's up and me too it couldn't be any more relevant so without further ado let's welcome phoebe robinson so today we have phoebe robinson one of two dope queens <laughs> oh my god the new Hollywood <laughs> podcast. for people that are not like in the podcast world and not familiar with your show, one, can you talk about how you and Jessica came up with the concept, yeah. um, what inspired it, and how do you think it would translate um, on television? Okay, cool. So it's 2018, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Sometimes I forget. Right, I'm like, right. what is it? Um, and so I think Jess and I met three and a half, four years ago. I um, was doing background on a piece she was doing for the daily show about black women's hair in the military so it was very kind of oh. faint <laughs> as you consider how much her and I talk about black hair that we, I, that's how we met um, and you know if you guys you guys have been to TV shoots it's, a lot of it is just waiting around yeah. to then mm-hmm. go and so we're just like chatting and you know we both started out doing improv like I did UCB in New York and she did Upright Citizens Brigade in LA and so you're just kind of like you know especially in the improv world which is heavily straight white and male you really kind of know the other you know women of color who are doing stuff and so we kind of were aware of each other and then um, we're just hanging out on set and just chatting and talking and 
Um, I had a podcast. I used it was a really rinky dink podcast <laughs> that I used to do out of my apartment. My first apartment that I got by myself in New York it was a one bedroom that had a nasty mold problem Ugh. in the bathroom. So bad that at one point the ceiling collapsed. <laughs> oh my god! Into the tub while oh. I was like, yeah. Were you in the tub? I was, no, 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 I was, <laughs> I was in the tub. I was like at a comedy show. Um, and I got home and I found this and I was just like, oh. But anyway, I had this like really crummy apartment mm -hmm. and I had this podcast I used to do called Blaria Live, uh, which is like Black Daria. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, do you want to be a guest on the show? It's like not jankity, like White Snack has done it. It's like really cool. We'll just like hang out and chat. So she came over to my place and then we did the podcast. We had a great time. She said her birthday was coming up. I asked her what she wanted to do. She's like, well, I've always wanted to try stand up. And I go, uh, well, I have a, a show that I do at UCB East. They, do you want to just co-host it with me as like a goof for your birthday? And we'll like, you know, you'll have cake. It'll be like whatever. And she's like, okay, sure. So she leaves. I accidentally delete the podcast because oh, I'm shit. not texting. <laughs> I know. I was like trying to record within like SoundCloud and like edit. Like I don't know what I'm doing. Like she just like left it. Oh, so there's a lost episode. Oh. There is a lost episode. And I was like trying to get it back, so I like texted her. I was like, I totally just deleted her episode, but I hope you still want to go host <laughs> the show with me. It's just like great. So we planned on doing like all the stuff, like video stuff, and we just got so busy that it was like the day of the show, 15 minutes beforehand. I was like, well, what are three things that happened to you? She's like, what are three things that happened to you this week? And we were both like, well, we have an improv background, so I think we can, we'll be fine just hosting just based off of like topic ideas that we have. And we had a really great time and it really just kind of worked. Like we were both kind of like, this is crazy. Like we just kind of are riffing and improvising and we haven't done improvise, mm -hmm. improv in a while. And um, from that, we just kind of were like, okay, this is cool. It's like a really good first date, you know, yeah. we like <laughs> smash or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're like, we'll do it again. And then we're like, okay, we'll keep doing it. And then like, we're like, let's maybe turn this into a podcast. And I was like, well, we could just like, I was like, I could just record it. And I think she was like, no. <laughs> we saw how that worked out before. And she was like, well, I've done, I forget which, what party, dinner party download or oh, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, on WNYC. And she was like, maybe this would be something they would be into. So we basically invite them out to a show and they sort of pitch like, this is what our show would be. Um, and WNYC like immediately jumped on it and it really was kind of cool because I think in the podcasting world they're outside of like another round there really hadn't been like two women of color just hanging out on a podcast talking the way that they talk not like trying to sound like Ira Glass or like the radio lab people just really authentically being ourselves and we're talking about you know interracial dating and black hair and Slub guys we have crushes on yeah, yeah. and like crazy yeah. racist stuff that happens to us and I think you know just really show that there's an audience of not only like black women but other people who want to hear different perspectives than yeah. what's in the podcasting world and it's basically that's what we're doing in the HBO special so if we're really lucky that we can keep that same thing going so as a woman of color in comedy, you yes. already know where this is going. Yes. <laughs> um, how have you seen the landscape in the comedy world change since you first started? Yeah, I've been doing comedy for almost 10 years now. I really think 
the internet has been like the great equalizer in mm. a way. Um, Cause you had, you know, someone like Issa Rae probably would not have come out or at least she wouldn't have been able to have a project on HBO where she is writing, starring it, producing it, you know, having like such a, a, a hand in the creative process. We can like really like, re- like refine our voices mm-hmm. by the time we get to like HBO. Like there wasn't that learning curve that Jessica and I had to do with, well, how do we work together as a comedy duo? And uh, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. By the time we got to HBO, it was such a, I mean, it was obviously still like intense because it's HBO, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of things we didn't have to learn because we sort of figured out from working together for the past three and a half years on smaller platforms. So I, I think that's been one big change. And I think another big change is I think that people are sort of recognizing the buying power of women, the buying power of people of color, the buying power of queer people. You know, I feel like. When, I remember when Bridesmaids came out and people were like, this is, this is five of women. <laughs> like, oh, women are funny. Right, and it was, people were truly shocked that it was, A, so good and that people went to go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that now, like, you know, now we have Girls Trip, which came out, which mm-hmm. is so funny, it's amazing. Made over $100 million at the box office and someone like Tiffany Haddish is just like, like skyrocketed, yeah. you know what I mean? And I, I think people are like, again, wow, black women want to go see comedies and it's like mm-hmm. yeah there's all these audiences so i think what's great is that money it it, it kind of like rules all it talks, right? yeah, yeah. Talks. and i think now that we are in positions where you can't produce your own film starring people of color or you can do your own podcast as you guys are doing and if you have the following you'll get the money so whenever somebody like an hbo or network comes and they say they want to do this project is there a lot of change that happens or do do you do they keep let, let you keep kind of what you had been doing before because obviously that's what that's what brought the audience yeah I, I i remember when jess and i were like okay we're going into like hbo we gotta like make sure our hair looks good and like <laughs> we gotta make sure the right outfits and we're like trying to come up with all these things like well maybe we can do sketches and this and that and so you know we're in the media and, and nina rosenstein over at hbo who is amazing and awesome she was just kind of like just do what it is that you do Mm-hmm. And we don't want it to not be the two dope queens thing that you and Jessica have developed. And we were very relieved to hear that, but we were also kind of nervous. Like I know for myself, especially, I was like, well, what if the podcast was kind of the unknown magical element? Like, what is it going to look like if Jess and I just kind of do what we do in the podcast, but with cameras on like our celebrities and we do our interviews with them, not going to feel as comfortable. Cause I think a lot of times podcasting just, everyone feels a little yeah, more exactly. chill. Like you're in your yeah. jeans, you're yeah. not, you haven't done hair and makeup and like you, you really just get to a vulnerable place really quickly. And so I was really worried that like, it was going to kind of lose that kind of fun, unexpected vibe, and it really didn't. I think HBO just like helped elevate it, and we were able to get bigger names like a, a Sarah Jessica Parker yeah. to do it because mm. she's John in the HBO. Yeah, John yeah. Stewart, Uzo Duba, mm-hmm. Titus Burgess. Like we really got really awesome, funny people who, to my surprise, like actually listened to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I was like, SJV, you didn't have to, but they, <laughs> but it was really nice that they like knew what the show was about yeah. and that it was going to be like super fun and so I, I think that the fact that HBO kind of let us just do what we already do I think is 
why I feel like the the four specials are going to be very successful. At least I hope. Yeah. Across. Um, and I mean, uh, we live in sensitive times mm-hmm. right now, to say to say the least, with um, social media being kind of like the judge and the jury of of whatever anybody says. Um, yeah. And then comedies, I mean, it's known for covering a wide range of controversial topics. And um, with the recent Chappelle special and the, the you know his take on certain topics, do you think that comedians still have a license to you to to talk about these controversial topics in, in like a jokey manner? Like, what do you what do you feel about that? I, I will say, in all fairness, I have not watched the Chappelle okay. Okay. specials yet, but I have heard that he You've makes some chance some yeah. trans jokes, which yeah. I'm. You know, I um, which I I think that I think comedians um can be sensitive about receiving criticism and being kind of called out. I think comedians want to be like, it's just words, it's just whatever. And I feel like having done stand up comedy, it's like you choose each specific word for a reason for your joke to in order or to ramp it up to get that laugh mm-hmm. at the end of the punchline. So what I I think to counteract some people just really being behind, you know, the times with what how the world is changing. Like I have a really good friend of mine, Nori Davis, who did warm up for the specials and his brother, he has a trans brother and his material about it is so smart and educated mm-hmm. and nuanced and it's not making fun of anyone. It's not like, look at this weirdo for train. It's like not about that. It's about really respecting the humanity of someone. Mm-hmm. And you can be funny and still respect people at the same time. And yeah. so I think a lot of comics, even though you just kind of want to, I just want to tell my jokes. I just want to do what I want to do. It's like you do have to think about how your words are going to impact other people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes maybe people might be like a little hypersensitive to something. You could kind of like judge it, you know, case by case. But I think when you have a situation like how most of the world tends to treat trans people, how they are have a higher unemployment rate than other people and how they're targeted and are victims of crimes at, at, at different yeah. rates than people who are not trans. I think you really do have to be mindful of, is this really the argument that I want to make? Mm-hmm. Do I really want to make fun of someone for being trans and have that be the takeaway from my material? Mm-hmm. Or do I really want to spin? That's the other thing. Is like I, I often wonder a lot of times when people do make kind of not like the most educated jokes about people who are different than them. It's like, have you ever spent any time with anyone who's not yeah. like you? Yeah. You know what I mean? That might change your perspective a little bit when you, you write your material. And um, I, I think that comics can, I think there's a way to be funny about touchy topics without being disrespectful. Okay. And I think that a lot of times comics aren't always the most thoughtful about that and they could be so a final question we ask this to all our guests great is there a underrated underrepresented actor writer producer creative in the industry that you think needs to be put in the spotlight that you want to give a shout out to Yes. So one of my good friends, Michelle Buteau, who is in the first episode of Teed Up Queen, she's an amazing stand-up comic. She's been on Key and Peele. She has a stand-up album out called Shut Up. She has a half-hour special on Comedy Central. 
She is one of the funniest people I have had, ever had the pleasure of knowing. She's funnier than me, I think, mm-hmm. by far. And she's so brilliant and sweet and kind and has, like, big hair, big boobs, big personality. <laughs> like, she's just, she always says she's, like, like a Elisa Bo, like a low-budget Elisa Bonet. And I'm like, <laughs> you are high-budget as they come. Um, and I think that she's genius and amazing, and I think she's going to blow up. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you thank very you so much, much, Phoebe. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me. I'm like, it's over already. I, I know. keep hanging out. <laughs> so thank Two Dub Queens is February 2nd? Yeah, February yeah, yeah. 2nd, 11.30 p.m. Four, four episodes, one each Friday of yeah. Black History Month. Ow. Oh, yeah. Convinced. Uh, so much. Yeah. Black Panther comes out. I know. Too. I'm it's, like. It's, 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 it's going to be lit. You can't February, avoid us. <laughs> yeah. February is going to be lit. Well, May is Asian American Heritage Month. <laughs> shout it out. Shout it out. Yeah, I'm pretty shout sure out, not that many out. people know that. Yeah. I know, so, right? I Educate the people. Educate the people. Oh. Well, thank you so much oh, again. God, that was fun. It was great thank having you. you. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.